0: If you're looking for a place to rent these days, you know that Victoria needs more rental units. That problem will become more dire in coming years as the city prepares to grow by an estimated 20,000 people by 2041. Last week, City Council took steps to fix the coming deficit of rental properties by fast-tracking purpose-built rental buildings and removing barriers for adding secondary suites. Jeremy Loveday is the City Councilor in Victoria and he joins us on the phone to tell us more about it. Councilor Loveday, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Uh, can you st- start us off with the purpose-built rental buildings? How specifically will, th- will that process be fast-tracked?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's quite simple, really. Um, it's just saying that w- when a proponent brings a development proposal for purpose-built rental, it jumps the queue. So it goes ahead of you know, a condo development that would be coming in at the same time or even before it, so that city staff can... Can start working on that development application right away, and you know time is money, so it it saves the developer money, uh, makes it more attractive to build purpose built rental, and it gets those units uh, on the market faster, which hopefully will have a impact on our housing crisis. You know, right now we have a point six vacancy rate, and I'm hearing from people every single day who are having trouble finding housing. Uh, specifically rental housing in the City of Victoria, and that's people with decent-paying jobs. And it's even more difficult for those on a fixed income or on on welfare, making minimum wage. So it it really is across the housing spectrum in terms of affordability, and it's even tighter at the lower end. So hopefully this will make an impact, and uh, it it takes place... uh, comes into effect immediately.
0: Okay, so if if, if essentially P, uh, developers are going to build purpose-built rental uh, buildings, get to essentially go to the head of, of the queue ahead of uh, condominiums and so on. Do you have a sense of how much time that might save? Are we talking uh, weeks or months, or, or how how big of a deal is it? Uh,
1: it I, I believe it's months, um, and you know it, it it's a it's a pretty big deal. It, you know, it's a it's a meaningful incentive um, from from what i've heard in terms of talking to developers as well as from uh, to landlord bc and uh, so I, I think it's i think it's a smart move and i think it's one that will have a real impact
0: What about secondary suites? It's been identified by a number of people in this community that there's a great potential in existing detached homes and so on to add more secondary suites. But some observers say there have been hurdles, and I wonder if this plan will address that, might make it easier to build more secondary suites.
1: So in terms of the secondary suites and garden suites, we've... uh, Fast tracked that process. That's not going to come in immediately, but city staff are now working on that, looking at what are the hurdles. And I mean, some of them are clear. For example, for to get a secondary suite, your your house has to be a specific square footage, and you can't do renovations within five years. There's, you know, there's some hurdles that are clearly deterring people from putting in legal secondary suites. They may be putting in illegal ones that are not um, perhaps up to code and whatnot. And then garden suites the same. Right now you need a, a full rezoning process to get into garden suites. And so we're seeing a, a real like, lack of garden suite applications coming forward, and I think that is a way to create uh, sensitive infill density within our neighborhoods. And so what we're doing is we're looking at what are those barriers. Another one is right now you're not allowed to have both a garden suite and a secondary suite on the same property. So I think if we remove some of these barriers and make it easier to to put this density in to neighborhoods, it'll create more uh, rental housing units and uh, just cut away some of the red tape and hopefully get. Uh, some of these illegal suites online as legal suites as well.
0: Do, do you anticipate any uh, negative pushback against that, uh, Councillor Loveday? I wonder, for instance, if you were to allow both a garden suite and a secondary suite, let's say a basement suite, so you had uh, so you had a se- effectively three units on what uh, previously was a single family dwelling. Do you, do you expect many people uh, who don't want, uh, will say they don't want that in their neighborhood? Uh,
1: I. S- you know, I suspect that we would, uh, we would hear from on some streets neighbors who say there isn't enough parking uh, for, for that type of that many people living on one property. And I think that's, you know, parking is an impact with almost every development. It's what we hear the most about. But at, at the same time, in, in my opinion, um, creating housing for people is a is little more important than creating space for cars.
0: Do you have any concern that that if if you're successful, I wonder if, if there might be a uh, an unintended negative consequence of removing a lot of hurdles and red tape and so on. If essentially you get more construction and more renovation, if you have if you might have a number of what we we've heard described as renovictions, where landlords upgrade to some extent their property, uh, but then as a result charge higher rents and force some people out because it's too, too expensive after the the renovation.
1: I'm, I'm not sure how this would have that effect, but, you know, rent evictions are definitely a, a real issue in our city. And with the uh, housing prices soaring, it's I'm hearing from people all the time, especially people who are currently living in secondary suites who are, um, who, you know, their house is being sold that they're renting in. And so the new owner maybe doesn't want a tenant, maybe wants more control over that, so they're, they're getting renovated all the time and same in apartment buildings uh you know when an apartment building is getting upgraded and so that's provincial legislation that's needed and the bcndp has introduced renovation legislation that would pretty much solve this problem and so it would be great to see action from the provincial government to make that happen
0: i wonder overall how quickly you think any of these policy changes are are likely to work. I, I presume they'll they'll take a while to to have a, a direct impact on on adding s- a significant amount of vacancy to the market. W- will they? I mean, are we talking at least several months or probably more like a few years?
1: Yeah, there's no silver bullet here. We're we're, we're looking at every tool in our toolkit and we're trying to apply them all. And to do that, yes, it's 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 months, it's years and it's working towards you know, making a positive impact, knowing that these things will only work if we do all of them. And so, you know, the only thing that's going to – we don't have rent control in B.C. in a meaningful way. So we have to put more supply in the market. We have to make it easier for developers to build affordable housing. And we need uh, all levels of government to come online and meaningfully fund affordable housing and social housing.
0: And in the meantime, is there more that can be done, do you think, to help renters find places to live today?
1: For sure. I think these, I think these steps are, are what the city can do right now. And, you know, we're also looking at uh, regulating Airbnbs. We're, we have a whole suite of recommendations from the Housing Affordability Task Force last year that city staff are now... Working on that, these, the things that we're talking about today came from that, and are, are all the fast-tracked items. But there are other uh, other processes coming out of that task force as well. And then, with the you know the CRD housing first money coming online as well, with that, there's now 60 million dollars in the CRD for to build uh, subsidized and affordable housing. So, you know, I want to see those shovels in the ground as well. And hopefully in a few years, all of these things will combine to create a, uh, have a really positive impact in our community.
0: Well, Jeremy Loveday, thanks for joining us on it this morning. Thank you very much.
1: Thank, thank you for having me on and thanks for your interest in this important issue.
0: That's City Councillor Jeremy Loveday here in Victoria.